Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Guess what decision we're about to make. Horrible decision. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Horrible Decisions, the podcast where we are normally super disgusting and we're going to get there. But we are going to put a little bit of a trigger warning um, on the top of this episode. If you click on the description of the bio, we will put the minute marks um, of where you can listen again, where it won't be triggering for you because we're going to be discussing sex trafficking, sex slash sex slavery, um, and listening to our guest story about it today. I also think this is um, amazing. So for those of you who are also not aware, April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. So there are a lot of uh, things in which you can do in your community or see certain advocate groups that... um, you know, are openly having these type of conversations within your community. Um, by the, at least in the description of this episode, I'll put a link again, April is sexual assault awareness month. And so there's a lot of things that you can learn about it. I think on this podcast too, um, and even in just the journey of us talking about sex, we've gotten through discussing all of the different forms of assault. Um, Weezy and I even just had a call yesterday and as something as small, in quotes, if you're not watching this on video, of removing a condom was something that I shared on this podcast. And it wasn't until we were able to attach a word, the word stealthing and having these conversations deeper that we realized it was a form of violation and a form of assault. Um, And so if you don't mind, I would love for you to introduce. We do have a guest with us today um, to share a bit of her story. We have London, who, by the way, um, is also a sub and a ho. Oh, I'm going to hope if you listen to the show. Um, we got uh, a DM from Jet Setting Jasmine. Shout out to Jet Setting Jasmine. Yeah, she yeah. was like, um, I have someone that would be great on your show. And honestly, London, I know you have so much dope shit going on, but this is super important for us to talk about because even after six years, we've never had someone that's been through something like, something like this that's discussed it fully. So, um, yeah, I, I would love if you could just walk us through, like, you know, how that started. Like, how old you were, you know, yeah, so I was very young. Um, I was around 25, 26. Mm-hmm. Um, and how I started, I was in a really, like, low place. You know, I was living in New York. I was a stripper. Not saying that, you know, strippers are at a low space, but at the time, uh, that's when the stripper strike was going on. and oh, Which yeah. we did have um, Giselle. Giselle. That's my homegirl. Here on the pod to, to, to discuss that. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, we were working in the same club together. Um, actually, the club changed like three times. All of them do. But, man, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, black strippers, you know, we were going through it. Like, 
the money was very different. I was damn near homeless. I was very vulnerable and just got out of a relationship. And I was like, you know what? Let me just stay single and try to find myself. Being somebody, I always say that I'm somebody who is a suburban girl with hood influence. You know, I came from Long Island, but the Bronx adopted me. And BX? Yes, not, not. I okay. love you, the Bronx. What? What? <laughs> no, the, the Bronx is the shit. <laughs> like, they adopted me. They showed me all the love. It. I do miss it sometimes. I miss it sometimes, too. But maybe there's a brr, brr. <laughs> 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 It's giving gang. I miss it. I mean, hey. <laughs> it's a whole lot of gang shit. Um, but so, um, after my relationship, I was just like, you know what? I need to find myself as a black woman. I don't know myself. I keep attracting these abusive relationships. Something needs to change. So I started like looking up all these like documentaries about black people. I found Hidden Colors and I was just like found out about all different types of African spirituality and stuff like that. So I came back because I went to Atlanta to visit um, my mom and I came back to like make some money. I'm like, you know, I'm about to live in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And this girl that I was making money with, uh, we I'm talking, we used to travel to states because, you know, New York was not was not doing it for us. Right. And I started I came back on some like, yo, I'm black. I'm proud. I'm this. I'm that. And she's like, hey, I, I know a guy who could teach you some things. And I'm like, she's black, too. Yeah, she's black. But the thing is, she like disappeared for a while, kind of like I disappeared. I disappeared for a while. She came back thick. And I'm just like, well, where you came from? And came back thick as gained weight or came back thick as got work done? Gained weight. Like, okay. And I say that because um, I came back thicker because I was pregnant and I didn't have the baby. Um, So I'm like, I'm saying this because I have a feeling like she was also sex trafficked. She sex, sex trafficked me to the man. And um, who's supposed to be teaching me about spirituality and teaching me about, you know, different things that I did not know. I came from a Christian home, a Jamaican Christian home. So it's very like, you know, very different from what I'm used to. And I knew nothing. So when he came, it it the the sex slavery started immediately. Can I ask when he got into the picture outside of teaching about uh, spirituality? What else did he offer? Was he offering Housing room and board? Stuff? Was he was he helping you make more money? What else drew you to him to really stick with him for 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 the time that you did? It was literally me wanting to learn about spirituality. So let me ask this because I feel like, and I apologize if it's like it sounds like a dumb question, but I when you hear these stories. I feel like you could either think, oh, my God, someone grabbed me, put me in a bag, mm-hmm. threw me in a cave. And I started like, you never know. Right. Mm-hmm. But when we had Zola on from the movie and she said she was sex trafficked, I watched that whole movie and didn't even think of it like that. Right. Because I'm ignorant to the situation. I didn't realize Backpage could be sex trafficking. When you say you went to this man, like, how does it go? You went to his house and never left. You thought you'd move in. Like, what's that mean? So sex trafficking could be so many different ways. It's not like the movie Taken and you're like locked. It could be, but it was completely manipulation. You know, um, not to go too deep into like the the details of it, but like it'll be like little things like if you leave, like your parent, your family will be cursed. And obviously I know nothing about spirituality and I'm like, Ah. oh my God, like I can't. If you leave what? If 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 you you left him. If okay. Was, me. was in terms of spirituality, then it wasn't 
manifestation? Was he doing voodoo? Like what? 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 He wasn't doing a damn thing. And it was so. It was all just kind of because I was talk. very vulnerable and you naive got you. and very young, and I knew nothing. And he's somebody. And he picked you know, up on that. Yeah, and somebody who you know, from the sense of it, you. This is a person that targets sex workers, you know, strippers that are down and out because, you know, going back, thinking about like him trying to get me to, you know, have other female friends to come in for him. It was just like, I'm like, I don't have any friends that are like me because he thought that I was somebody who didn't have shit. I was, I had, but I was very proud. You know, I'm somebody who was a stripper who was making mad money to didn't make any money and I'm homeless. So I'm not going to go to my family, you know, and ask for help. Or Did you leave, live with him immediately? I didn't even live with him. Wow. I didn't even live with him. So a lot of people talk about like grooming. Mm-hmm. What was his grooming like with you? Like, when did he start grooming. taking you on dates first and you fell for him? Like, how? Yeah. What was that like? It was strictly like because I, he knew I was so adamant about learning about spirituality. It was strictly like, OK, you can't do this. It was certain things that I was not allowed to do. Like, I was not allowed to have sex. I was not allowed oh. to touch myself. Um, it was for like a, a year and some change that I did not touch myself and have sex. It was just every now and then he would, you know, do certain things. When I started like kind of like falling back, he introduced me to somebody like a Babalao to actually get an actual reading. What's that? So a Babalao is a, um, I don't know the actual like definition, but it's a spiritual, um, he he's somebody who gives readings in the Ifa community. Okay. Um, you know, they it, they in the Ifa community, they and again, like I don't I'm not within this community, so I can't go too deep into what it is right. without saying the wrong things. Yeah. But they tap into your ancestors and they give you readings through through your ancestors. Okay. So real quick, you 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 said that for the first year and a half. Or so he didn't even allow you to have sex. But you started sex so for, immediately? for the first for the whole two years, I was only having sex with him. But he gave me permission to go back to Atlanta because my mom got sick and he gave me permission. And this is where the manipulation comes, you know, because he was, you know, telling me things that, you know, I was really afraid of. I was terrified, you know, of leaving him. But I didn't know how because I was in so deep. And I'm like, all right, what what do I do? So when I left and I also didn't realize what was happening because I already made a vow to myself that mm-hmm. I wasn't going to, you know, have sex with anybody because I really just wanted to focus on myself. So I wasn't really trying to date. I wasn't trying to, like, be around anybody. And when he said that I'm the only person you could deal with, I'm the only person you could touch, I'm the only person that could hug you. I'm just like, okay. But in New York, we're like, we don't hug in New York like that. You know, my friends, my we don't do that. So when I moved to Atlanta, I was like, something ain't right. So c- can I ask you a question? So we 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 did discuss that we were going to talk about sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. Sex trafficking, by definition, is the action or practice of illegally transporting people from one country or area to another for the purpose of sexual exploitation. So in terms of you moving in with this man and having to only fuck him, is is that where you perceive sex trafficking to be or did eventually get to where he was putting you onto other people? The sex trafficking started when the girl that I worked with gave me like 
put me to hell. Oh, because she got you. you. She she was got the, you. you know how like a lot of women, even with the you know, that white man that's, you know, uh, I forgot his name, that billionaire white man. That's uh, going, Jeff, uh, Epstein. Epstein. Yeah. That woman, you know, women, they She's give like, that, that they make you feel comfortable. Oh, yeah. You know? there, was a, there was a sex cult. Um, there's a documentary, Nexium. Yeah. Um, I believe we talked about it on one of our Patreon episodes, but the women were definitely a part of bringing in other women for yeah. the head of this quote unquote sex cult. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious to know then, how would you differ? I, I understand like the trauma that ensued during this relationship. However, what would have been the difference then of just say Wheezy mm-hmm. introduced me to a man? And that man ended up being manipulating, controlling. I don't know if I would necessarily say that she inserted me into sex trafficking Mm -hmm. because I was put into this damaging, controlling relationship, especially being like you replaced her. uh, Yeah. I I just want to know the difference between a homegirl hooking you up with a bad man and then you also labeling labeling it as sex trafficking because those are like. It's mm-hmm. those to me are, are far from each other. Mm-hmm. And I just want to know where this derived as sex trafficking or, or who let you know that this is what actually happened. It's the intention, you know. OK, I feel like because she knew, you know, mm. even when she came back, you know, she was like, I'm in a situation. I want to leave, but I can't. And I'm like, what? what is it? You know, like you could talk to me like we, you know, we we travel together. Like, you know, talk to me. She's like, no, nah, no, nah, I can't. I can't. And I started sounding like her. Oh, you gave her the 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 way out for her to leave was because like, you replaced her. I have like either I replaced her or he was doing it with multiple people. Gotcha. Because it was just I started sounding exactly like her. And then I wasn't. After, and you were supposed to bring girls in. So, you know, she brought you in. Mm. Yeah. And then also when I when she put me on to him, she disappeared off the face of the earth. Oh, you're not supposed to speak to my godchildren. You, my godchildren, are not supposed to communicate with one another. One another. He called you his godchild. Yeah, because he was initially a godfather, even though he was sleeping. Exactly. Did you? What? This is going to sound nothing. weird, but I feel like I need to know because I think it could be helpful for someone that might be in the situation. Mm-hmm. When you were sleeping with him, did you feel happy about it? Did you like? Were you feeling like you were connected to this person? And I say that because. A lot of people that are in abusive relationships want to feel loved from that person. So that's why they enjoy having sex with them or they're just they'll do whatever they want. Did you ever feel like that? Yeah, I was. It came to a point because I was two years in, you know, at first, you know, I always tell people I I don't call him by his name. I call him the devil. Um, I I knew. Girl, I call a few people the devil too, child. Mm -hmm. But I knew for different reasons. (laughs) But I knew what it felt like. I felt like I was in bed, like I looked in his eyes and I saw the devil. Wow. But also because it was only him and then, you know, I did get pregnant and, you know, because there's times when he's kind, you know, it's like, yeah, you're a narcissist, but also it's like, you're sweet. And whenever I am going through it, you're communicating with me and you're like talking to me and, you know, calming me down. But then at the same time, you're also threatening my life and my family's life if I leave you. What was the gain that he like, I feel like there's something that maybe he had to promise you. Was there ever like, whether it be like a higher level of spirituality, money, safety, what was the thing that he... It was all of it. 
you know, being somebody, I, I was homeless, you know? So it's like, you know, if you gain your spirituality, if you work with me, I am going to, you know, make sure that I work with whoever is behind the scenes to make sure you live a, a good life, especially I'm somebody. Who's behind the scenes? The um, angels? Like, yeah, I'm, he said like, it, it. And did, did he portray himself like a like, God? Yeah. Like he could give you these things? Yeah. Was he like a wow. hotel or something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's giving like, hotel. And you know what makes me ask this? Because it's like, I've heard men talk like this. Mm-hmm. I won't even say what religious group because I feel like niggas will take offense to it. Oh, I know who you're talking about. You do? Yep. They've come up to me in the street with a pamphlet and they'll maybe say some shit like, oh, why you got them braids? Not braids. Why you got that weave? Like, they'll say some shit to me like that mm-hmm. or I'm mm-hmm. too beautiful for X, Y, Z. And I'll be like, nigga, fuck you. Was he like that type of dude? Like, was he giving, you know what I'm saying? Don't give too many details, bro. Don't let us get canceled. This is I want to know This is going to actually like blow your mind. It was a white man, Italian. Girl, I didn't see this coming. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. This, this man was wasn't black? Man. Was not black. Why man. was... Was not a black man. And this is how naive I was, you know, like... You let a white so man? I let, a, I let a white oh, man. Oh, the devil. It the makes devil. sense now. Wait, the hold devil. on. I did not get... I, I'm no, not going to lie. I didn't put you on was black and she told you he was going to teach you about spirituality. Spirituality. But African spirituality? Yeah. And he's a white man? He's a white man. And this is why, you know, I'm... Did really he know anything into, about it? He was very... Like knowledgeable, I wasn't allowed to do research. I was about to but say, nigga, maybe read did, some books and bent some shit. It's to- not even about reading books. It's about because even when he introduced me to the Babalao, you know, he is he's friends with these type of people. The Bab- so everyone and that you met was black, though. Everyone either Hispanic or. But you know okay, what? Though? We're, we're the only reason I'm not really shocked at this, I mean, so many white people that are like seriously tapped in with like um, Indian like spirituality, whether it be from yoga. Um, it just be some like the chakra shit. Like they be like tap the fuck in, and this ain't necessarily their shit. Like yeah, I almost did ayahuasca when I was living in Mexico, mm-hmm. and found out the shaman was fucking white. And I was like, no, now white people are listening. Hear me out. I want to do ayahuasca either in Peru, obviously where you hear about where the plants from and shit like that. Just a place where it's the people, uh, they're native, like they grew up in this, their families tried it, whatever. To me, that just seems like it's authentic and real. And when I found out that the person was white, I was like, no. And they tried to convince me that he had lived amongst uh, the Mexicans that were doing ayahuasca every day and for health and benefits and religion. I was like, nigga, no. Mm-hmm. Like, give me the authentic shit. Do I want to go to a Jamaican restaurant where they're going to be like, oh yeah, she lived there. I don't give a damn. Is she Jamaican? And the thing is, I could see how I would maybe believe that someone was tapped into that side. Like, I actually get it. And I know people might be listening to this like, that's fucking crazy, but... It's not. Because initially it is, but like, nah, I I could see that. It it makes you want to think about, you know, how like slavery even happens. And like right now, like... Fast forwarding to today, like the type of person I am, like I'm a, I'm a spiritual advisor. I give readings. I provide readings. And I don't teach white people anything about my roots because they use it and they flip it and they try to force us into white Jesus. And it's just like the evil that they ha- that they push on African spirituality or spirituality at all or the magic of Black people is really the projection of the evil that comes from what 
these white people would do with it. Can I also say shout out to you for even still being a spiritual advisor only because I feel like when I got into African-American studies and when I really saw the misuse of religion, Mm -hmm. it's what it's what's left me to kind of laugh at religion now Mm -hmm. and not um, convert to any specific religion because it does bend depending on the person. Mm-hmm. It bends depending on the region you're in. It it's it's so fluid to me to where I I haven't wanted to just identify as, as within any sort of religion. I think birth so, of a nation fucked me up with that when you were talking about like you know just using religion to force black people into certain things. But not but, for, for for spirituality to have been used against you to damn near imprison you and for you to still want to heal people have it a part of your life is is. I mean, interesting to me because there's no way. Like, if, once I see the evil in something, I'm good on that. But that's why it was, I felt like, you know, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. You know, I feel like I, I went through this and able for me to spread awareness of what's going on because there are women out there being trafficked by black men. Girl, you might save women. somebody from this podcast. And I, that's, that's my intention, you know, because... I want people, when I do readings, when I, you know, do my guidance, I want people, I push, I do the readings. I don't tell you what to do. I give you tools and I coach you and guide you through it. I want women, especially black women, to understand the power that they hold. It's so important because the only reason, you know, you asked about the motive and his motive is to cripple black women. It's crazy that you say that though too. We 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 just had a relationship therapist on here. And so it's odd because you've also mentioned the N-word, narcissism. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, the idea, no, no, not I that. Said, I say nigga a couple we, we times. Know, white man, but <laughs> but but the way that a, a a woman period can identify whether she's being manipulated, sex trafficked, gaslit. And really identifying if she's literally just dealing with a diagnosed full-on fucking narcissist mm-hmm. because they seem to have a lot of the same qualities. Yeah. Honestly, being submissive helped me with um, weaning those narcissism Is, Was he rich? See, I know in this whole... In weird, spirit. I know. <laughs> I mean, would, <laughs> not did, even, Did he honestly. seem to have, like, tangible things, like, right, if someone's a narcissist? Did he have a, at least a three-bedroom? Um... A nice home, like we always met, and it's it, it. We never, I've never met him at the one time I was going to meet him at his house. The one time I was going to meet him at his house was when I decided to defy him. You, you was dating a man for two years and it had never been to his motherfucking house. I mean, well, you're she's not really looking at his dating. Yeah, I wasn't. He, I wasn't allowed but you were with to, this man and weren't having sex with anyone it, else but him. I was allowed. I wasn't allowed to. Um know anything about him. So where where were you having sex? Where were you meeting him? Hotels. And wait, and he kept you from having sex with anybody else? Yeah, because he threatened you with, with the spirit. Initially, I didn't want to when I was living in New York, but it was when I moved and I didn't realize what was happening until I moved to New York, I moved to Atlanta. When I moved to Atlanta, I met somebody and I trauma bonded with him. You know, I, I like grasped onto him and everything he was doing, it was just like, is it okay that I give you a massage? Is it okay that I do this? He was so like, I wasn't, I told him, I was like, you know, I'm celibate, you know, I'm just focusing on myself. But in reality, I'm, I'm not allowed to, you know, deal with you because I had sex with him. And then I told 
this guy. Why'd you tell him? Why? Because I didn't know I wasn't allowed to have sex with anybody at the time. Until you did? Until I did. And that's when everything changed. Did you get punished? Like, what was the reaction? He was like, you need to hop on a plane right now. You need to come here now. And then, so I hopped on a plane. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. When you hopped on a plane, you paid for your own ticket or he paid for it? I paid for my own ticket. It was terrible. And, you know, it, 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 it makes you think because it's like... Even pimping, that's just sex trafficking. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Yeah, at first when like uh, when you were talking about the girl letting you in my brain went to pimping I'm, I'm sure a lot of people watching or listening thought the same thing yeah because I'm like it's know, giving it was giving pimp yeah and now it's giving some it's weird manipulating gaslighting I mean I, that's to me like yeah definitely sex slavery I feel like it was yeah. sex slavery and it wasn't wow. because Jasmine was my first like I had a therapy session with her oh wow um, and I had a podcast and I met her on that was the last episode. It was like a full circle moment. And um I just I was in like a space of like numbness because being a stripper, like we just work through our pain. Yep. We just we go to get that bag, we do whatever. At, at the time I was doing I just tapped into doing burlesque. And I was just doing Did you find shows. some healing from burlesque? I found healing through Everything sexy, everything seductive, anything sensual. It, it, yeah, it lifts you I mean, up I guess as a let, woman. Let's talk about. I mean, yeah. and, and even talking about Jasmine, like how you got out. Um, how I got out, I was with my old co-host, and I was literally, you know, something didn't feel right. Like it's like my grandmothers were just like forced. We were just like, you're not going. Because he was like, you have to come and, you know, I'll, I'll help you get a job. You could, you know, stay with me and all in that New stuff. York. Yeah, in New York. And um, I'll help you get a job, this, that, and the other. And I'm just like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll try to fly out. We'll see. Mm. And something, I trusted myself at that one moment. Something just was like, don't go. You're not going to come back alive. Um, And wow. so even my, like, my co- my old co-host, she was just like, "Why you ain't go?" I'm like, "I just I just couldn't, you know. I just it, it just didn't feel right." How do you break it? Do you completely block this person? Do you tell them that you're leaving? I got a reading, you know. I had to like I I had to go, and that girl, she had um she had a only thing I knew was Ifa, you know, and you know I was like, all right, I trust her, you know. She does not seem like you know, weird. She's not in the strip club. She's, you know, she's just her. So I got a reading and I was just like, I just want to know, like, are Godfathers supposed to be like, 
having any type of intimacy with their godchildren. Like, I just don't know what's happening. And, you know, the guy, he gave me a reading for free because I was was a mess. I started doing research. I started, like, reading because all types of stuff, because that's the type of person I am. I love to read. And I'm like, I just broke down. And it was October 2nd. Um, I just celebrated my two-year anniversary this past October. Wow. And I was just like, I just decided to, you know, leave and not go. And after that, I just continued working. I started booking shows and I started dancing and I was, you know, put on, I'm an actress. I'm a stage actress. That's what I do. And one day I was just like, son, I'm toxic. Like, I'm very toxic. I'm not, I'm just like crying all the time. I don't, something's not right. And then my, this girl that I knew, she was like, yeah, um, I got, I do therapy with Jasmine. I'm like, I knew she did therapy, but I didn't know she did therapy. Is the her and Raquel Savage are, are two sex workers that I think are great in providing just that insight. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, again, in, in having conversations and, and, and talking about therapy over the last few years, searching for people that can relate, I think is very important. It's so important. And so Jasmine then, what what things did she say that triggered you to realize what exactly was taking place? She said it straight up. She was like, you were a sex slave. Wow. So Jasmine told you that for the first time. Yeah. I didn't know what I was. I'm like, one person was like, oh, your, 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 your spirit is being sold to like the devil. Or something. I'm like, I'm like going all crazy. I'm like, I just want somebody to like speak to me and not be all, and not a healthy person. What was your last conversation with him like? His, uh, it, last conversation was... It's so funny. It's on my old phone because this was God because my my voicemail recorded our conversation. The voicemail. It's so weird. It's so weird. And the conversation was like, have you touched yourself? Show, send me a picture right now. And send me a picture of what? Of my, my body. And I was just like, I'm not sending you a picture of myself. Like, because at that time I was so down now, I felt so drained. It's like, he's an energy vampire, you know, energy vampire and vampires are a thing. Like they drain you. And I was like, I feel so drained. I feel like I'm not myself. I feel lost. I feel, I don't feel like myself. I haven't showered in like two weeks. I'll be honest. I didn't shower for two weeks. That's how depressed and low I was. And I was, he was just like, you're blaming me. You're, you're blaming me. And I'm like, I'm not blaming you. It's how I feel. It's how I felt for the past two years. And then after that, like, um, he called me and I just never answered the phone. And a part of me, I kept my phone number for a while because a part of me was still attached to him. Yeah. Um, and Jasmine helped me realize like, that's okay to feel that way. Um, our conversation, the conversation between me and Jasmine helped me the most because she, um, helped me recognize my baby, the real loss for me. Cause I've been, you know, sexually assaulted multiple times before him and I was kind of numb to it. The real problem was me, for me was I'm a person who can't wait to be a mom. I, I can't wait to be a mother. Like I'm meant to 
carry someone's child in my womb. And I had to act as if I didn't carry a baby in my body for almost five months. And she was like, speak to her, you know, speak to her, acknowledge her. What was she like? You know, and I had to have a miscarriage. No, I had I was forced to get an abortion. By him. Yeah. Can I ask you, before Jasmine, had you done any other sort of therapy? And I I only ask that because you just mentioned you being numb to the fact that you had been sexually assaulted prior to this man even entering your life. Mm -hmm. Was that something you just normalized and felt was something to expect from men? I don't know how to say, I didn't know how to say no. Mm. My no was taken from me at nine years old. It was taken from me at 15 years old. It was taken from me at 25 when I met him. I did. It was it was normal to me. You know, I was I've always been like this sensual, seductive looking person. So it's always you weren't you weren't that at nine. So, you know, I wasn't. Yeah, you can't put that blame on you either. But also. I always had like, you know, even when I look at my niece, I'm like, you're going to be so sensual when you get older. You could see it in you could you could see it in like the eyes of a child. It's just like how you are. But that's because I'm a sensualist. You know, I see it. It runs in our family, but Man, it runs in our family. I, I would also. <laughs> how old your niece? She's young. She's young. But it's just like, do you, do you think that you're maybe projecting? Probably, probably not. I think you can find. I have been had one interaction with a kid. Mm -hmm. She was like eight, friend of mine's kid. She is super intuitive and a very passionate person. Mm -hmm. And every time she touch talks to me, she touches my hands. But her Mm -hmm. mom is like that. They're they're Latina, right? They're very loving. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't describe her that way. Mm -hmm. But I would just say, oh, when she gets older, she's going to be just like her mom. Her mom's a sexy person, but I didn't think like that. I just feel like she's warm. Every time she sees me, she calls me Miss Gila. Hi, Miss Gila. Oh, how's New York? And she's just a very tapped in kid. Mm-hmm. But I don't take that as sensuality more than I take that as she is just in tune. I think I see it as like, when I see sensuality, I see like women's, like a woman and a girl's softness. You know, when I see sensuality, I don't think sex, you know. I see sensuality for you as a as as someone who was taken advantage of turned yeah. into sex and it turned which is into which it. is why i say when you look at like girls and the, like i would just hope that maybe and jasmine if you're listening to this i would hope that would be a conversation that you could have yeah because the idea of sensuality and you seeing that in young girls and and all, almost saying oh i know how you're going to be when you get older mm-hmm. or i know the battles you're going to deal with it to me, it's it's a it's unfortunate because, I mean, I think as just a woman with weight who mm-hmm. grew up with weight, yeah, my hips looked different to adults mm-hmm. than what other people looked at it. My breasts, well, having like me having to grow will be fast. I didn't right. That but, 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 but I think but what to I hear, hear that a child is sensual. I think the, the, what the I idea see, of sexualization well, on a child. I think I, what I see it as like because when I say that, it's it's a form of like me saying like I know. And it's a protection thing for me. You know, when I see my niece, I see, oh, my God, like, you're going to be, you're going to be, you're going to have this softness. You're going to have this sensuality that I have, that your mother has, that even my mom has, you know, I see it. And I'm just like, how am I going to be able to protect you from now? Because I see you as five at five years old. And yes, we have 
thick people in our family, you know, we're thick, we're soft. And, you know, little girls, they have such soft touches and they, they're always all over everybody. And it's just like, Every time I see her around a man, I'm like, I just want to grab her. I can also I, can, think you I, are overprotected. I was going to say, I, I probably You're mama am. bearing. I am mama not, bearing. Not only that. I which wanna, is I, a great thing to be. I am mama bearing. But, but I also want to share something with you, and I haven't shared it on the podcast. But what I see of your reaction, and I'm no therapist, however, mm-hmm. um, a cousin of mine. Mm-hmm. And I thankfully I have a lot of kind of cousins, so I can share this. She was taken advantage by my uncle. Mm. Um, He just did 10 years, just got out. We're not even going to talk about that. But we as a family were not aware that she was being molested until she got pregnant and found out it was a girl. Mm. So I would say it's not the sensuality that you see as much as it's the fact that she is a girl and a woman and may be subjected to the abuse that you took. Yeah. And so to, again, with what I experienced with, with, with my family and, and sexual assault and, and molestation and rape and all of those things, the conversation amongst my family was that it, it turned into the protection of damn near every woman in the family. It turned into my dad calling me and was like, he didn't touch you, did he? Okay, he didn't touch your sister, did he? Like, and it turned into, it didn't matter what we looked like, what hips I had, what tits I had. It turned into the fact that we were women Mm -hmm. and we knew that he touched my cousin in the family. Mm -hmm. And literally none of us, and she wasn't, she was maybe 21. 20. We didn't even know until she got pregnant with a girl. And the what reason thing with a girl, because we all feel like the re- like had she gotten pregnant with a little boy, we don't know if we would have ever found out. The reason we found out was because she was in such fear that her daughter would have to live through the same thing she had to in terms of being molested. In terms of being molested by our, my uncle. So that was the only time the entire family found out what she had been going through. She had kept it in. And it wasn't until someone younger was going to be present in her life that she spoke out. And so when you look at your niece, you probably look at not only someone that you love and care about, but somebody that you never want to go through what you went through. And so I think to almost say she has the sensuality that I do and her mom has and all of these things, I think what it is is a deep feeling of you're you're a girl. You're a woman and you may be subjected to the things that I have been subjected to by the men in my life. Mm -hmm. And so I just implore you to maybe visit that in therapy because I don't want you to even make the excuse of sensuality or the excuse of your your thighs or your hips Mm -hmm. as a woman, because I think it's also an excuse like and again, I talked about my sexual assault on the train I had men in my life at the point that I really loved and I thought cared about me. And their first question to me was, well, what was you wearing? Because that, that ass is fat. And so that's why <sighs> I want you to maybe be more open to not looking at the sensuality of this young girl and look at the fact that she's just a girl existing we in this world. all this shit from our you know? family too, I think. Yeah. I mean, and not saying our families ain't shit, but like, you know, there was an uncle in our family. It wasn't really an uncle, it was a grandfather. And I remember, I think I might have talked about it on Patreon. At a funeral, he tried to take me to Toys R Us, and my mom. You did. You shared this in front of. Like, I didn't, and I was so mad at my mom. <laughs> I didn't understand. Like my mom was in the street, like damn near about to 
you know, fucking stand in front of it so he couldn't drive me to the toy store. Mm-hmm. And he did tell me, don't tell anyone I was going to get toys. And like, it's crazy, right? And then I think later down the line, it turned into we a excuse thing. We this fucking behavior, oh, right, man. And at my mom because I was wearing a, uh, or what was it? You know, when you're playing with the hose or whatever, outside in the grass, like it's, they're yelling at her, like, was she doing that? What was going on? How did he take her in the car? Why? And you know, we, like it's it's some old shit. I don't mm-hmm. know why old people feel like this. I feel like we're getting older. It's not even old people feel like that. Your mom may have known that nigga was inappropriate, even though he was no, your no, family no. I mean member. Family saying, "What? Oh, did, yes, yes, what yes, does yes, she have on? Why? Why was he doing this? Did what did you put your kid in? What we the fuck? They, 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 but they blame the women and, and not blame the men who commit the crime. They don't a lot. do that. I mean, it come. It, 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 I could always say it. It could stem down from slavery and all that. You know how oh, how black women always had to had we had to change the way we dress. You know to appease the white woman. Mm-hmm. You know to make her feel comfortable around like her husband and stuff like that. But you know, it comes down to like that generational trauma, that womb trauma, you know, you know, going back to like what you said, you know, taken away. And I, I'm definitely going to listen to that because, you know, it's a lack of better words, you know, right. and it's who's going to be the person to break that curse. You know, your your mother probably never went through it, but your grandmother probably did or your great grandmother did. And then now you're having to go through it because they never healed from it. They never spoke up from the family member like your um right. cousin has and yeah. she just broke that generational curse for her yep. family. You know, she's the one that spoke up that a lot of people probably never did. And now she finally spoke up and it's like the fear of speaking up within your family or honestly even me being here, you know, speaking up cuz this is my first time back to New York since I decided you know, to defy I him. I wanted to ask you midway, but I didn't want to say it cuz I knew you flew from Atlanta to do this interview. Yeah. And I was thinking like because you kept saying going to New York. I was like, I wonder if she like felt, thought about him when she came to New York. Like, Oh, I did. Like it was, man, listen, I got my index cards telling me I'm okay. Like I go through. What? Real quick. Yeah, I, I, I do. Yeah, these don't have, these don't have, this pink don't got nothing on there. So do you these are words of ever, you carry these often with you? I, I made those for here. You, you are okay. <laughs> and then I have, I have my... You are not alone. Well, let me just say, you are, you're a really good storyteller. Yes. And it's really Thank shocking you. to think you were nervous. You said it twice that you're nervous. Wow. Oh, yeah. I'm. Here's the thing, you know... By the way, I love this one. This is probably my those favorite Those are my one. favorite things. Weed, purple, unicorns, mermaids, fairies, princesses, <laughs> fairy tales. So just things that make you... Those are things that make me happy. Wow. Shout out to um my uh, spiritual advisor, Cynthia Roy. I don't know if you've ever heard of her, but she no, sent us this huge box. I just remembered because I just found it. She makes divinity and affirmation cards. I love this. Like specifically for black women. And that was my first time ever using that. And I had a really bad day when I was in LA and I went through them. And it was, and it was stuff like you're the shit, right? Like keep going, blah, blah, blah. And just to see that you carried them. I'm so conscious of what other people around me are going to perceive my anxiety as that I try my best not to show it. Mm -hmm. And just recently I've talked about like depression and suicidal thoughts and things like that and like felt no fear from it. But that came after six years of being on a mic. Yeah, I can talk about a fucking cream pie, but for some reason it's so scary to open up and say like, oh, I don't want to be here anymore. And that vulnerability is so important. Bro, the amount of people that have wrote me, like, I can only describe it like this. And, I, and I, I'm hoping the best for you after this episode because after I came out about depression and not, you know, wanting to be alive, I had so many DMs of people telling me I helped them that I didn't even 
I was like, bitch, I can't help myself. So I don't, I don't even want the weight of this. Mm-hmm. When we have a, a live show and Mandy and I talked about it, and I think on the episode of Rory and Maul, where this girl wrote me and was like, Wheezy, like, I almost did something to myself yesterday, but I wanted to come to the show. I was like, I don't know how to respond. That meant so much to me. And then also- she ended up on the mic. But like we, that we didn't was even her know of- that, and she got on the mic, and we have our our team that like vets people. She had a story, and she literally said, "I I wrote both of you guys yesterday. Like I wanted to be here so bad, and I, and I had these thoughts to end my life, but I I'm here because I wanted to be here. So I didn't do it yesterday because I wanted to be here, bro. And we were we 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 were on stage like, well, we're so glad you made it, but like even that weight on. Her dealing with depression last year was the hardest year mentally I've ever dealt with in my entire fucking life. And to to hear that, you know, and that's it's that's, like you relive it. And that's really what I mean by like, did you did you, you feel like you were reliving? Healing. Did you feel like you were also reliving anything by just stepping back into New York? Yeah, I had to like breathe. Like I had to really take a second because I was I was shaken even when the Damn, moment I landed. To, come on, Zoom. Damn. <laughs> no. I know. No, no, no. I wanted to come. Okay. Okay. I wanted to okay. come because I was fearful. I, I missed my best friend's first birth, like the birth of her first child last year. Girl, don't you put know? that pressure on us. No, no, no. I wanted <laughs> to come here. <laughs> I wanted to come here. I manifested this. You know, I, I said to myself, I have a voice. And I knew that, you know, there are people that watch me and they see me, they see big cat energy. And I'm like, I'm a little, you know, I, I identify as a little, I identify as a kitten. You know what is crazy what you're saying this, London? Like I was thinking, um, you, you do watch horrible decisions? Yes. All the time? Not all the time. But enough to where you might know the dynamic. Um, so I a little have, bit. you know, things to go through on this outline. And I'm like, in the middle of you talking, I'm like, I'm not about to fucking bring up a news article. This is just not it, right? Bring it up. We very <laughs> rarely have moments where I think we have conversations so serious. And it's really important because, yeah. you know, we pride ourselves on the sex ed part, but we be talking about dumb shit. But like, you know, this is just one of those few. We may not have had an episode like this in years. And seriously, like, you really don't know how you might save somebody. And honestly, the thing that I'm thinking about, too, to the niggas that watch this, that may not have to worry because men have uh, a less likely chance of being, you know, sold into sex traffic and slavery still happens. But there may be a woman in their life that disappeared or a sister or a friend and you just never fucking know. And like, I do think this is super helpful because a lot of the times I was confusing even a relationship with a dominant man is like, what's going on? Am I in the right thing? Like, you know, sex slavery, you always think, oh my God, there's a bunch of people coming in here. Mm-hmm. And they're making money off of me. That's what I would think. But mm-hmm. your your situation is totally different. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at High5Casino.com. High Five Casino.
Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. I think I was going to say you wrote that you're a sub. I would love to hear about that because how the fuck could you be a sub now? And how do you still, still feel trust people? Not only trust people, but we talk about how the subs have maybe because the subs have technically more power than the doms. We do. And we've talked mm-hmm. about that. So and maybe also in terms of and I would like to know. Yeah, I guess. Can you talk about in terms of a minute of this one? What, what made this be a good place to stop talking about it? I just want what, to tell what people. part of a little are you? Because we just had the conversation. Uh, shout out to Mel and T from Limitless Lux. We talked about what big letters and little letters are. Little letters can be identified as sex slaves, subs, dolls. Um, give me some other sub. Sutsy, the doll. Yeah, could you name some more things in which subs are normally titled? So, um, I've heard. You said bait dolls. Um, dolls. Um, you could you could little be girl a princess. You could okay. be um you could be a little like me. I'm I am a little like I Explain age that. I age regress from the ages four to seven. Oh, like so I'm you a, do like I'm a non sexual little girl. Yeah, I'm a non sexual little. I I don't have a caregiver. Never heard, okay, never heard that. Yeah, non sexual little. Mm-hmm. Define that, please. So it means that I don't. I don't allow any type of sexual anything because I age regress from the ages of four to seven. And those are the ages that I've never experienced trauma. So I put myself in a little like that's why I have my unicorn. You know, this is my stuffy. If it's non-sexual, how is it a part of your. Yeah. And what do the men get from it then as well? So or or the partner, you know, the caregiver, the caregiver, they literally give guidance. You know, they take care of you. I like to call myself a spoiled little because. I like nice things. <laughs> and um, I color. I play tea. You, they care for me. And if I'm somebody who, because I'm somebody, I'm, I, I have a big spending habit. You know, initially, if I have a caregiver, which I don't, you know, I'm, I'm my own daddy right she now. She said she's looking. So if you're <laughs> I'm, my, I'm, my daddy, I'm my own daddy. Teacher, I'm my own daddy right now. Wow. That's how I feel. That is the title of this episode. <laughs> I'm my, my own daddy. daddy. I am my own daddy. And it's very important to, um, and this is where the healing comes from. And this is where I'm, I'm able to say, like, I could be a professional submissive because I'm able to take care of myself. You know, I'm able to, you know, spoil myself the way I want to be spoiled. I'm able to guide myself the way I want to be guided. But there's times where I just don't want to do shit. Like, I just want to color and have a tea party. And you just say that, get up, get dressed. We're going to go get some food. And we have like a I'm date. I'm trying to think of like the things that I do that make me feel good that are childlike. Do you have any? It, I- it's very important to I think about. Word search. <laughs> I know that sounds stupid. You knew words as a child? Like, I would always, like, do the little newspaper thing when I was a kid. I didn't even know what it meant. I mean, the only thing <laughs> that... Insta- like, to, for real. To, to me, um, which I'm really excited to actually do it on my own, is so the building of things makes me feel childish. So I just got a... a, a back around Christmas time, I got this gingerbread house mm. that I'm really excited to build. Um, 
And then to me, I was big on playing house. Yeah. So Legos, dolls. So anytime I get something and I have to build it, it's not even that I feel like a man. I feel like I'm a child building something. Mm-hmm. That's the only time I can even remember building shit. That's a little space. Is that a little space? Like you're putting yourself in a little space. To I do. Build. And I feel like I'm building like Legos or a puzzle. Like those mind. are those are my childish things. Or like when I was with my partner and I used to tell you we played games. I love Uno. No, I love creating games. No, bro. I don't play games be. as an adult. It's whatever you but want. I don't play games. But I don't. I, I mean, don't. it depends on how intense. I only play games with him. I can't tell you if my friends come over that we sit and play games. I don't play games in parties. I don't play games at the club. I don't play games when I'm. You could play spades. That's not fair. Okay, spades. <laughs> spades is valid. That's a game. Yeah. Oh, spades is I valid. Spades. But spades is an adult game. That's an adult. adult the the, the, the children really... were never allowed to play spades. I'm not allowed to play spades. You know spades. what I mean? <laughs> spades is an adult game. But all of those other games or building of things or putting puzzle pieces together, those to me are childish things. I remember mm-hmm. those from childhood. Uh, I think I what about only you? think of when I was depressed, and this is a random thought that came to my mind. I was like thinking of things I watched as a kid. And I had to, I watched Degrassi again. Do you remember, anybody remember Ready or Not? All right. Oh, I thought you were about to sing fucking Lauren Hill. <laughs> that was the show. It's called Ready or Not. <laughs> Ready oh, or Not. And then, this Here is so embarrassing, but I swear to you. Is that Lauren Hill? This. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, just check. <laughs> I watched me. Arthur. Watch. Arthur's a great For show. Hours, bro. Wait, do, you, do you see they're bringing it? They're, they're, they're ending it and they're, they're, they're bringing it 25 years there into the future. And they just did the same thing with fucking Proud Family. No, they're well, bringing it back. They're bringing it back, but they're not. They're, they're not. author. They're bringing back the proud family, with but the with, with them as adults. And then they also, oddly enough, they decided to sexualize and identify everyone in Doug. Really? Did you see that recently? No. So Skeeter, they dude, identified dude, was dude, black. Dude, yeah, he's like, is that it? He already said yeah. he was black. Uh, Patty Mayo, no. like, and they put everyone into what their categories. I mean, that's kind of fun. Oh, I started playing fucking. Fun. Okay, I'm gonna have y'all guess because I love a theme song. La 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 la. This is my stuff. You bitches, hello. You look, look like you would know what Daria is. Excuse me. Oh, Daria. I didn't really watch Daria like Bitch, that. You look like Daria right now. La, 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 I would. I'm, 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 a, I'm a Disney. I'm a Disney girl. I'm a Cartoon Network yeah, Daria girl. Daria was like Comedy Central. Daria was. I don't remember what it was on. Oh no no no. Um, my my daddy was too was Daria too cheap was for Comedy Central. <laughs> I feel like that was on like MTV adult swim or Adult Swim something like no, that. No, it was on MTV. Daria was my shit. But like, anyway, so I, I started watching those things and bro, even, and it's funny because the singing the songs made me feel better and watching Arthur just hearing every day when you walking down the street. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. fact that they made it a Jamaican song, they play so much. Is it? I, mean, I think it was just reggae beats. Yeah, it was reggae. That Scott Band song, right. no doubt was white. I, re- I think that was white all people. Right, you're right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But all I do know is I do love, and it does kind of bring me back childhood, even though it's super adult, Big Mouth. Which is nasty. But it's a cartoon. To me, cartoons bring... Anyways, I don't know how we got on here. Now we're talking about being no, children. No, I mean, <laughs> but because we're talking about little spaces and it makes it takes you back to that, like watching a show that puts you in a little space. Like I was, I was going through it, like, you know, seasonal depression is a thing. And I say, you know what? I'm watching nothing but Disney movies and Disney TV shows. That's all I'm watching. Zoom, zoom, zoom. And my heart go boom, boom, boom. My supernova girl. Don't play with and me. Don't play with me. Don't play with me. Isn't one of the guys in fucking Succession or some shit? Is he? I don't know. Me neither. But somebody was talking <laughs> about... I ain't make Succession yet because I don't know where that shit at. But I'm sick of paying for these all these goddamn Bitch, streaming Bitch, HBO got it going God on. God motherfucking shit. I do want to ask you though. God motherfucking shit. God motherfucking shit. 
Um, because it was an interesting conversation when we had Mistress Marley on the pod. Mm-hmm. A lot of people attach BDSM and sex work to sex. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you were saying you are a little mm-hmm. and you don't engage in sex as a little, what do the men then require from you or ask of you in whatever big letter position they are in mm-hmm. when they meet you? Because as a little, sex may mm-hmm. be on the table down the line, but it's not when you show up as this little. Mm-hmm. So sexually then, what are the how are the men showing up for you and what are what are they asking you for? Are are they okay also with not receiving pussy, mouth, hand jobs, whatever? Yeah, what do they get out sex? of it? What do they get yeah. out of it? Um, honestly, the guys that I have met, you know, they really just love my innocence and the energy that Does that I not have. scare you? That sounds like it doesn't, bro. It, but it doesn't though, because it's like I mean, it's, it's coming from Yeah, because it's okay. coming from a grown woman. And okay. also that it's one. like you you have you're needed. You know, you're needed by some. There's a lot of men out there that have a lot of money that want to feel needed by somebody. Hey, it's nothing. Hey. It's, it's no different than having a sugar baby. You're saying because this is one of the it's craziest no- things I've heard a man tell me. I had a man that I was dating who was super rich, and I didn't really talk much about it on the pod, but maybe I've referenced him but didn't give him a name. But he said something to me in a text message that made me kind of feel like shit. But I was like, wow. He's like, you're as weak as I need you to be sometimes. And I feel like you know how badly I need to be um, wanted and, and needed. And you've known how to put that on for me. And I really appreciate it. And but I was weak. Like, weak is, weak a, is a bad so word. Submissive. I wrote him back. Did you care about words? Real quick. Weak. Wait, I don't want to wait, wait, wait. I wrote you? him back. So I was like, LOL, never weak. Maybe <laughs> maybe been a sub for you, hun. And he was like, no, no, like. I get weak, you get strong for me. And he was like, but there's times where, you know, I'm helpless and you'll find something for me to help you with. And it's really empowered me. Men love that shit. They, they love to and, feel needed. And they do. And I bring up That's his money. my problem with dating now. Mine too. Well, I don't know what I really need you for. We got the rose, we got the womanizer, and I got money. Girl. So I'm just saying what, it, it, but I told you again in the conversation with the therapist, that has been my problem now with dating. Mm-hmm. Men, whether whether they're rich or not, Want to feel needed. And as soon as they question what their purpose is in in your life, that's where they they don't know if this even makes sense to them. Mm -hmm. And so you're saying then kind of like Wheezy, the men just enjoy feeling needed. That's what I've, you know, gathered from it. But also I do want to be clear, like I am also I identify as a kinky kitty. And like, and like a slutty princess, you know? So I definitely like, it's just when I'm in my little space, don't bother me in my little space. You know, allow me to be in my little space, create like, you know, date nights. And this is even like, I'm a lifestyle, you know, little bit. I do this on a lifestyle. And, you know, it's very hard to find, you know, doms that you can trust to be, you know, lifestyle, even, you know, as a professional um, submissive. But, you know, I love being a kinky kitty. I love being like a slutty princess. I am definitely a service uh, submissive. I love being domesticated. You know, I, I like being a wife. I love checking in on people. Hi, 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 daddy. How are you doing? You know, I miss you. I love putting my little voice on, even when, even if I'm not in little space, because my little space voice is very tiny. Can we hear it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> can we hear it? Oh, okay. I but you guys have to like. I I, I can't. Do we do have this to look away. Long. No, no, no. You don't okay, have no, to. You don't have to look down. <laughs> All right, hold on. Get into get into. You're talking to a daddy. 
You've had a really rough day and you cannot wait to see him. Okay. That is the scenario. Okay. Um, Dave, call her. <laughs> Put your voice on. Be like, Dave, hey. I'm kind of going into little space because I'm getting shy right now. So just, okay, Dave, just tell, um, give her a call. Ring, ring. Oh <laughs> no, nigga, like, hey, what's nigga. <laughs> hey, 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 baby, how you doing today? Hey, baby, how you doing today? I'm, I'm good, daddy. I'm, I missed you. I, I missed you. I miss you too. Um, I, I have Miss Manifest right here and we're gonna have a tea party and and we're gonna have fun and we're gonna color. D- Daddy, can 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 we go play can we go play laser tag today? Yeah, if we go after work. No, I wanna go now. Wanna go right now? I'll go right now. Alright, how about we go right now? Bro. This is me when I wow. want a, when I want a bag. Oh my god! I she wanted to go to laser tag, bro. Because <laughs> I feel like I can get things I want, and like I could like y'all say yes to me, and you could be daddy if I fucking sound like that. It's, I, a, it's a real I quick. Wanna, you saying that? Look at your body. You're right. You, you and you and got, this is what you do, even even around them. Yeah, I'm trying to get out, <laughs> girl. Because if I go too deep, I won't be able to make it home. Oh, <laughs> why would you not be? Because then you you literally go back to four to seven. You don't know how to get around. Um. Okay, oh, I gotta like take your time, take girl. myself out of it. Because I turn into a four year old. Oh, like, I'm I about really, to bring you back. Wow, I you flew from Atlanta <laughs> to New York to be on horrible decisions, and you just told mm-hmm. an insane story to everyone. You talked about your sex life. Why do you want a bunch of people to hear about you? What do you do now? Who are you now? How do you, um, yeah? How do you, how do you? Because you're not in four space? anymore. I'm not four. You're not four. No. How old are you? I'm thirty. You're thirty. It's getting a young face. So <laughs> I really, I, I was like, you could go either way, bitch. <laughs> but 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 you're thirty. I just turned thirty. You've Ooh. survived a lot. Yes. You now are in control and consent to the things you, that you do. Mm-hmm. You are no longer being taken advantage of. No. You're here on horrible decisions to share your story mm-hmm. so that hopefully other people can be as strong as you. Yes, that's the intention. So what what is your life now like at 30? Who are the people in your circle that make you feel safe? And where are you in your sexual journey and even your professional life? Do you still dance? Do you feel comfortable dancing? Mm-hmm. Express where this entire journey of your life has brought you now to, to being 30. Um, 30. Oof. I got grown woman pussy. I know that's right. I know that's right. <laughs> I got She's grown like, woman now. pussy. I know how to work it. I know how to work it. But, you know, I'm, I'm in my sexual, like, we can start with the sexual um, side of things. Um, I'm being more intentional mm-hmm. with my sex life. Mm-hmm. Um, tapping into sex magic a lot. We've heard about that here on the pod. Love me some sex magic. What What things do you real quick? Get into in terms of sex magic. What things are you, are you practicing? Um, man, listen. I'll fix a candle. I'll make a spiritual bath. I love a candle. Light some. The way some... I came to Jason Momoa and he went back to Lisa Bonet. <laughs> apparently, it wasn't working for me because <laughs> that nigga went back after a month of separating, and I was like, my sex magic doesn't work as well. <laughs> I mean, Lisa Bonet. You know, a, I get that's it. A she witch. probably should. <laughs> <laughs> she probably handled her. Well, own you magic. might be fucking with a priestess. That's true. <laughs> you know, I, I listen. Which pussy? I got it, so I know exactly what it do. And that's what that is it, it'll make a motherfucker crazy if you're not if you're not he careful said, change my mind <laughs> actually <laughs> that we're gonna get right back into our marriage we're gonna work on it listen you can manifest
manifest so much with your pussy. Like, you know, children, you can manifest, children are physical manifestations. But like, if you're not, you know, one to have every kids time I like think me. I'm pregnant. Bro, oh my God, bro. bro I got out of that shit because I manifested that baby Or because out, of science, you, you popped a plan B. Nah, bro, let me tell you something. <laughs> I mean, which, I was ovulating and I was fucking, I didn't even know, bro, it's crazy. I do believe that. I think you could, I manifested the other way or not. I looked, the reason I popped that plan B so fucking fast was because I was like, oh my God, I was creamy. Like, what if I was ovulating? Whatever. The fucking plan B don't work if you're actually like really ovulating. Like, mm-hmm. yes, it may have helped me, but bitch, I was like, I do not <laughs> really know this feet. nigga. <laughs> I don't really know this nigga. <laughs> he already got four kids. He's got great hair. Which means he's but you see how her pussy, he you see how her pussy out? You using your pussy magic. That's what she is out. Listen, I always tell people breathe through your pussy, like Kegel as you breathe. Not breathe through your pussy. I'm dead ass. Hold on, hold on. Yoni breathe. Oh my God, I feel it. Yoni breathe. When you breathe in, like Kegel as you breathe in and think about some shit. Think about some money. Why do you think strippers be doing? What do you think we be doing? (laughs) Tell people where to find you because they might want a session with some pussy breathing. (laughs) You can find me at my website, LondonBridges.co. Building bridges. Building bridge. I Come build on. bridges. Come I was on, I build bridges. I build bridges. You know, yeah, I'm no, building bridges. That, yeah. That's lit, bro. Somebody gonna steal that. <laughs> nah, it's <laughs> mine. That's, that's hard as London Bridges the builds bridges. London Bridges podcast. So, so LondonBridges.com? <laughs> <laughs> Don't put C-O. the M. Can you know I'm a CO. I'm manifesting. I'm just, you know, I know that's right. Putting good things into it. Wait, not a CO, um, that's a corrections officer. No, CEO officer. I'm a CEO. There we, there we go. There we go. It could have been chief executive vouch <laughs> trying to help her out. And, and, and we'll have that in the description of this episode. So LondonBridges.co. And you can find me London Level Up everywhere. I know that's right. On everything, even Cash App. <laughs> London Level Up Double everywhere. And, you know, definitely look out for, you know, I have my afternoon teas parties where it's literally a little space for people to enjoy tea, play dress up and, you know, do sensual dancing so that you could release any traumas or even just bring in any type of manifestation you want. And because um, I be trying to twerk, like, let me see if I can get these niggas. That's the manifest that I do. It don't seriously. Work. You got to really like, you got to be intentional about it. And I also, you know, be intentional with your sex. You know, be Period. intentional with that shit. Like, if you want to have sex with a person, ask them, what's your intentions? What are we going to manifest with this? Let's make some money together. I'm so sorry. I thought I was ignoring it. <laughs> let's make some money like... together. Like, let's, how much money you want to make? Let's write it down. Let's do some breathing together. And let's have an orgasm and, and say, I'm going to make $50,000. And fuck that, mythi- fuck that fifty thousand dollars into your life. I know that's right. <laughs> now we could definitely do that. We yeah. Can. I mean, listen, why not? So, what's your IG? My IG is London Level Up. London, London Level, Level Up, up everywhere. everywhere. Only fans. Lo- London Level Up. Twitter. London Level Up. Cash App. Level up. London Level Up. And again, we'll have that <laughs> in the description of this episode. London, thank you so very much for joining us today. Um, by the way, guys, if you want some more content of Horrible Decisions. We do drop an extra bonus episode every week over on our Patreon. So make sure you visit patreon.com backslash Horrible Decisions. We there. Um, do you have anything else going on? <laughs> I hate what she says that. I mean, because I don't want to, because I'm going to drop mine, you drop yours. We're we not going to call them church announcements or anything like brilliant. But 
Yeah, we have of a course. lot of other things going on. We're in it. Check out WTFmediastudios.com, Studio A, Studio B. Meet all the people you hear on the mic. And it's in Soho, JMZ6, ACE train. <laughs> Someone asked me that last night. Like, how do I get there? And I was and like, there's so many trains there's running. Google Maps, which I would implore you to use. But I will be professional here since you called the phone number and mm-hmm. tell you. Uh, anyway, yeah, come through and um, listen to Horrible Decisions on Patreon because I'd love to take your money. Yeah, absolutely. But also, uh, guys, make sure you go and check out officialboxowner.com. Rebranding and new um, items should be announced soon. I'm super excited. We're liquidating everything that we have now. So if you have the chance, um, all of the official box owner products are only $10. So that's right. You can get apple cider vinegar gummies and Bork acid suppositories for just $10. I'm super excited to bring some his and hers um, libido products to the scene later on this year. Um, but again, go on over to officialboxowner.com. Use promo code WDP for a percentage off. I don't even remember the percentage, but save on your order. Um, and make sure you check me every Tuesday and Friday on See The Thing Is podcast as well. Um, anyways, we are going to leave you with a five-minute bonus clip. If However, you're on if you're audio, on YouTube, if you're on YouTube, you may or may not get this goddamn clip. If you want to hear more, go to fucking Patreon already. All right? All right. Y'all got some goddamn nerve in the comments talking about where's the nerd. clip. Buy it, ho! How about you join us <laughs> on the shit fucking Patreon? I'm this not. has been yet another episode of Horrible Decisions. Bye. Bye. Yeah, it's bonus, bitches. And we yeah. back again. It's not going to be filled with much tea. I already have people like, what did Old Bay say when he heard this? Bitch, I wouldn't know I blocked that Negro. I mean, he may have someone giving him the tea anyways. I'm sure, but um, I just I thought mean, about... I there's no tea, I guess, to give if he knows what he did. When I was in the elevator just coming up to do this episode, um, my neighbor... I had a company send me like 100 body scrubs. Maybe 40. I'm not exaggerating with 100, but 40. About 40, right? Black chicks, she's next door. So I handed it to her. I was like, oh, here, I got these, you know, in the mail. I wanted to give them to you. I was like, because we got to keep from staying young. She goes, and we got to keep staying young. And she was like, girl, I'm way older than you. And I said, what you is, 35? I swear on my mom, Mandy. I thought she was maybe at max like 38. She looked really young. And she said, I'm 50. I said, bitch, I know you vegan. That's, that's how, it might not even be vegan. That's how, uh... That's how motherfuckers be treating my ex. Like, my ex does not look 50 at all. No, and I think that's the thing, though. When you really take care of your body, and, and don't get me wrong, I only know her because she has a dog, so we'd be at the dog park, but she'd be running with the dog, jumping up and off the table, like, working on like crazy, and I'm like, yo, you know you don't look 50. So I say all that to say, she said, because I thought about Maggie, who's the bitch Obey went to go see in Dubai. And she said, girl... I don't have a concept of time. She said, if you ask me, I'm still fucking the nigga I was from high school. She was like, everything feels the same. She was like, I uh, I take care of my body. She was like, and my spirit is light. She said, I eat good and I'll tell no lies. I said, I know that's right. And I really want to tell Obey because his body is fucking crazy. He really, really works on his body. But he tells good. lies. And so that's why he's bald. <laughs> Well, balding is not no balding. I like bald. I don't care. Bald is sexy, girl. Too my now. my ex was bald. Yeah, we my, know, bitch. No, you I, have ex was bald. But I dealt with a lot of niggas who was bald. I've had other bald niggas come and fuck me down. You know, you like bald players. 
Ooh, episode name. Sorry. Anyways, guys, this episode is our cinema for the month. And we chose to do Bad Vegan. I watched Bad Vegan on vacay, bro. It was good. It was really good. But what's crazy, too, I think last month we did The Tinder Swindler. So it's very similar in conversation. So I dug in to do some different things. But before we started with the with the catch up, I want to know what other TV you were currently watching. Um, Jocelyn's Cabaret. Honey, I can't wait to see the tea. What's going on with that? I just I just went to Asante's house and he mm-hmm. caught me all the way up with it. So yeah. a mess. A fucking then mess. Then I did uh what was I gonna say? Um I've been rewatching Girls on HBO and I've been watching what is it that I watch every Sunday? Oh, 90 Day Fiance. Duh, that shit's getting crazy. Um, I did want to make mention, I was in a, every week <clears throat> on Tuesdays, we have a staff meeting with all the heads at my job. And two of the departments have to do with stuff you watch, right? Film and TV. And literally, one of the girls is like, so-and-so keeps throwing me a project. But like, by the time we release this on Netflix, they're already going to be tired of the scamming. She's like, Netflix goes in waves. So right now you've got Anna yeah. Delvey. Then you've got the Tinder swindler. Then you've got Bad Vegan. She's like, we're in a wave of scam. She's like, we've been in a wave of stand-up. We got in a wave of black shit. And she's like, Netflix hits you in waves and keeps feeding you. She's like, by the time we acquire this project, the wave will be off. And I was like, wow. Like, that is really like Hollywood shit. Because I didn't even, I forgot Anna Delvey too. All of them. And now it makes me want more. And of course, because you watched blah, 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 now you like this. So it's like, I do enjoy it. And the bad vegan story was great. But like, I want to actually see how long that time. I really, goes. it's weird because I really don't think people get sick of it. Like I'm someone and I, and I think I mentioned it on this pod when I'm just like, oh, nothing's on TV. I love to binge American Greed which technically is scams. Maybe a year or two ago. No, no, no. People don't get sick of it. I think they're saying like the hype. Oh, I mean, but even what, what was it? One or two years ago now was Firefest, And that had everyone talking. So, I mean, I think that people love watching other people get got over on. I don't know why, but I think it's a thing. I think it's also like the everyday person too. All of these people are very unassuming. You know what I mean? Like, I think I was talking to Sophia the other they're day. They're not even unassuming. They just white. No, the no, way- no, 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 no. There could be your everyday person. These that gets white ass, crack ass bitches who somehow even just get the access to all this loan money. It's insane. So it's insane. The following is a high five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. 